part four to the 21 day financial fast. So we just closed part three. We're diving into part four, which is really um, looking at the core uh, of the problem of money, right? And Michelle says, the thing is this, normally money itself is like any money problems themselves are typically not so much about money as people want or think they might be, right? Instead, it actually stems from not addressing something in your life or your own past, right? And so you never took the time to figure it out. So what did you do? You took that with you. And so now you think you have money problems, but there might be more to it. You have the fear of being poor, something that Michelle really dealt with. And I think maybe a lot of us can identify with. And so in these next days, these next chapters, if you will, we're going to really take a closer look to the blessings that you receive when you're willing to face the demons in your life, okay? The demons that might have been plaguing your finances. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready to face whatever demons might still be there preventing me from going to the next level, preventing my family from going to the next level. Anybody else with me? Like, I'm willing to do the work. And so we're going to be talking about those things. We're going to be talking about the fact that, man, stressing about money is not necessarily going to change anything. It's not going to make it better. And then at the end of the fast, we're going to really celebrate that you've done this for 21 days. And I want to read something really important before day 17 that Michelle said. And she said, even if you've only done a fraction of the fast, you will be a changed person. How many of us can agree? I feel changed. Like there have been things in this fast, this go round, that I'm like, whoa, they didn't hit like that before. Whoa, they didn't move me into that much urgency like they have now. And so you will see that not only have you reached the end of the 21 day financial fast, but you really started a brand new journey to your financial freedom, whatever that looks like, your financial peace. So can anybody agree? What's up? I see, hey, 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 I see I'm ready to face my finances. Let's get it, let's go. But yeah, how many of us can agree that we really feel like we've started a new journey to our financial freedom? I know I do. I see in the comments, I definitely feel changed. It hit different. Yes, it did. And so let's dive in. I want to honor your time tonight. I want to give you some time back to go do whatever else with your evening, whether that's rest, get recharged for a new morning. I don't know about you, but I mapped out a November to remember. Can you guys see my board? And I'm pumped up. I'm ready to have a November that I'll never forget. I don't know about you. But this fast got me feeling like we're about to have a November that we're never going to forget. So let's dive in. What is the main point in day 17? By the way, shout out to you guys. Throw some fire, some celebrations, some emojis in the chat. We are literally, literally five days to go in the fast. Okay. Someone says, I love that November to remember. Yes. Listen, I'm going to encourage you guys. Somebody type in the chat November to remember and no excuse November. November to remember and 
No excuse November. Whatever excuses you have, save them. They only sound good to you because you made them. The same thing applies to me. And so what is the main point? We're talking about peace being with you. So the main point in day 17 is this. Trust that God will bring financial peace into your life. You got to trust him. Somebody say, I trust God. Okay. Because we trust trusting a lot of men and women out here and they lie. I don't know about you, but God don't be lying. <laughs> and so trust that God is going to bring financial peace into your life. So let's pledge. I will identify at least one aspect of my finances and decide today to stop stressing about it. That's the pledge. Someone said, shout out to you for showing up every night for us. You had no excuses. I love y'all. We in this together. Uh, November to remember. So think about this, you guys. Somebody say, no more stress. We know we're going to deal with stress. Let's be real, right? But no more stress around that one thing in your finances that's been stressing you out. No more stress. We're about to dive into some of those reasons why and how we're going to get away from some of that stress. Because we talked about stress, didn't we? And stress will manifest itself physically in your life. It will try to take over mentally. I call that the devil, by the way. Stress will try to consume you mentally. It'll have your emotions. Hey, Berenice, what's up, sis? Oh, I see y'all. Now I can see names. What's up, Shelly? Hey, Alejandra. What's up, Berenice? Let's go. Tag a friend who's been doing the fast with you. But... How many of us know when, when you can think of a time in your life that you've been extremely stressed out about money or something else? Doesn't it change how you feel? It changes how you show up. It changes the tone in your voice even. And can I tell you, to me, that is the devil because he's afraid of what God put in here for you to voice to the world and to voice to yourself, to affirm to yourself. To give reassurance to yourself of what you know God says is true. Not what stress and the devil will try to trick you into thinking. And we've all been there. And so financial peace is what we're really going to talk about. And that's really the whole idea that I had when I started thinking about this fast and us doing it together. Is the idea of fighting for financial peace. Because let's be real, some people don't want to make a whole lot of money. But can we agree that we want some financial peace? Anybody else outside of me want some financial peace? And when I think of the word peace, I just think of stillness. I think about the presence of when you know God is showing up in your life, even when things aren't going the greatest. Peace. Stillness. Right? And so you can't buy the joy that comes with keeping your finance your finances at a at a steady place. You can't purchase peace that comes from you being hit with some kind of financial struggle and God seeing you through that. You ever been through something financially y'all and I I I smile and I chuckle because I've been through it too. 
where you're bent out of shape and you're like stressing out and you feel like your brain is going to fall out your ear and you're like, God, <laughs> I just need you to come through. I know you will, but like, I need to remind you real quick. And then he comes through, right? He comes through for you in that struggle. And you have to really sit for a moment and say, man, you can't buy that kind of peace to know to that feeling in that moment where he came through for you in that season. You can't buy that, right? So Jesus said in John 14, 27, right? Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Okay, come on, somebody. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Because think about how much trouble and fear we feel when things are like, ugh, push it to the limit financially, right? And so Michelle starts talking about the time in her life where she was so grateful that God taught her how to handle her money. How many of us on here are grateful right now that we even took the time to learn some of these principles to, to do better moving forward? I know I am. Because even though some of these things I, I kind of knew, I can't say that they were at the forefront of my mind every moment of the day or just that much of a priority and urgency behind it. And so I know for me, I'm grateful that God is teaching me more and more every day, especially in this season, how to really handle. Because see, some of us are praying for something that we're not ready to handle the demand of. To whom much is given, much will be required. You have to learn. Remember how to be God's money manager as you are, right? And remember that you're managing his co-creation's money, right? So you're, you're God's money manager, but also he created you, which means you're the co-creator of your life, which means you're handling a really important last name, if you ask me. So she talked about, man, this story with her daughter having been hospitalized for two months, little over two months. She had a rare uh, disease or autoimmune uh, thing where her own immune system was attacking her body. And if we know anything basic about immunity is your immunity, your immune system is supposed to help you fight, right? Fight off those diseases and illnesses, and instead, her daughter was dealing with the opposite. Her immune system was literally attacking her body. And so she says, you know, during this hospital stay, there was just a lot of medication moments that she remembers her daughter just breaking down crying because she was just so exhausted from taking medicine all day. And she said the fact that her and her husband were able to not only exhaust their paid time at work, right? They were able to exhaust all their paid time with peace, right? That peace that comes. But then also they were thinking if we do have to take additional time off, we have savings put away. So it would have been, it would have been no thing to take some time off unpaid. How many of us agree that we do anything for our children? So you would, you would figure it out, but I want you to catch the financial peace that she explains that literally, if you're a parent, when you read this for the first time, it should bring you to your knees. At least it did for me. Because I was like, man, I remember when I had my surgery and it was me. 
I can't imagine that being my baby sitting in the hospital bed for two months. And so she just talked about how even if they would have had to take time off with no pay, that they would have been fine because they did the right things and God had taught them how to handle their money. What's up, Leanna? So how many of us can agree, man, I'm grateful for this season where God is really trying to teach me how to handle my money. And it's like every little piece that I read to this story made my why even deeper because I'm like, dude, if something were to happen to my baby, heaven forbid, I'm there every hour on the hour. And so it just really humbled me back to this place of, yo, your why is so much deeper than not wanting to be at a job. Your why is as deep as this story right here, that if something happened to one of your babies, you wouldn't have to even think about paying no silly cell phone bill. But most of us, from where we come from, you're stressing about bills like that in some of those seasons. And so I remember even just having had Amara, where I took time off unpaid after my maternity leave was exhausted. Mind you, my maternity leave wasn't paid at 100%. It was paid at 65%. And so there was still a gap there, which is why I love the industry of network marketing, because I was able to build a coffee business after I had my daughter, which was important because I wasn't getting paid 100%. So for anybody tells talks crap about network marketing, listen here, listen here. You must not understand the business model. For real, for real. And so this story just put so much depth into my why as a parent. And just this next part that she explains of, man, we were able to stay in this hospital room around the clock, taking turns and still caring for our other two children. And as she saw her breathing through oxygen and stuff in that bed, she just wondered how much more scared and stressed she would have been if they didn't have any savings. How many of us can agree that that would be stressful and scary? That your kid gets sick and you got to be worried about, dang, if they're only paying me at this much percentage, how am I, where am I going to get the restaurant? Like, these are things that we need to be more proactive about instead of reactive. But a lot of people aren't taught. They don't come across things like the financial fast. They don't get into wealth communities for them to learn any better. So I'm so thankful, y'all. Like reading through this short day really just, it snapped me back into reality. Like, yo, there's so many more people we got to help. There's so many more people that need to do this fast. There's so many more people that need to understand that there is a side thing that is legit that you can start doing at home. Like it just had my wheels turning. But then this was the part that got me. This was the part that like really was like, man, I'm going to be on my knees tonight just praying God send us to the people that need us the most. This part right here. And I'm a mom, yo. Whew. It says, I watched as many parents had to leave their sick children and go back to their jobs because they couldn't afford to lose time at work. I didn't know their financial situations, but I felt very sorry for them. I watched as they walked down the hospital hallway, glancing back toward the rooms where their children were fighting for their lives. My husband and I could, could spend what might have been the last days of my child's life with her, comforting her. 
you may never be able to save enough to weather the type of storm we went through. But I thank God for at least those two months, we didn't have to be concerned about paying bills. Y'all, that part was just like, if there's something that needs to wake you up in the morning is a potential scenario. Because one thing that I was taught just in this world of just wealth and your health, your body, is don't ever assume that it cannot be you. Ever. It could be you like this. And so I'll be real, that that little two to three sentences broke me. Because I'm like, how could I not share with people some of what I know? How could I not tell them about a place where I'm learning so much that is changing things for my family every day? How can I not plug them in to a 21-day financial fast that was free, even if they decide not to come? It's for those parents right there that I'm like, bro, to have to worry, like to have to leave your child at night while they're sleeping Fighting a disease that, like she said, could have easily been the last days they spent with her. But you're having to leave to make sure the light bill gets paid. No, that's not life. You can't tell me that that is. And this is why we have to we have to really like bridge the gap between people that look like us, moms, parents, women of color. All women, period. Because we learned in the caregiving chapter that 66% of us are the ones who become caretakers too, caregivers. We got to bridge the gap. We got to be willing to step up and do some work. And then we have to be willing to each one teach one, right? Learn something, turn around and teach it to someone. Learn something, turn around and give it to someone. Learn a hack about life insurance, turn around and give it to your friends. And they'll decide what to do with it. And so I don't know about you, but anybody else, let me know in the chat. But that broke me. Like, I was just like, no, that is not how we're supposed to live. And you cannot tell me that that's what God promises. Now, I know that he promises peace, that he promises the strength that you're going to need in every one of those moments. But you cannot tell me that financially that's how we, we, we should live. No, no, absolutely not. And so testimony time for day 17. This is from Angela. She says, I moved from stress to strength. Here are the goals that I have achieved. I paid off a personal loan. I paid off a student loan, uh, paying all bills ahead of schedule, avoiding unnecessary bills such as speeding tickets and late charges, tithing, established uh, emergency savings, $200 per month, paid off mortgage quickly and comfortably, paid off charge cards. Through this process, I have learned many things. Although financial discipline is necessary, this is also a process that requires faith, prayer, good stewardship, commitment, and sacrifice. The devil will look for ways to make me falter and fail. Giving up cannot be an option. Anybody else want to chime in and say giving up is not an option? It's not. What's the alternative? The stress you deal with now, the bills you still feel like you can't pay now? Giving up is not an option. I don't care what it takes. 
So she says something really important. And she says, you cannot take financial stress to the bank. I see y'all in the chat. Giving up is not, in caps, an option. Let's go. So we're literally five days away from the financial fast being complete, technically, right? So Michelle says, you know what? This whole time, I hope that you've had a revelation. And I hope that what that revelation is, is that you can make do with less and have more as a result of that. Anybody else been experiencing that during the fast? Like, because you're making do with less out to eat, you find yourself with more as a result. So you put a little extra on that bill or you you moved a little bit over to the savings, right? Because you're making do with less Starbucks, Francis, <laughs> you find yourself with some extra dollars. So once you grasp that concept, you'll be able to pay off the debt. Even with a job that you feel like, man, they don't even pay me enough for this crap. This is garbage, trash, zero out of five stars do not recommend, right? Even with a job like that, when you do with less, it will result in more. And of course, like Angela said, you need to have faith. You need to be praying over your finances. You need to have good stewardship. You need to be committed and be willing to make sacrifices. But the truth is, once you grasp that concept, you can be at peace. Here's why. You know that in any given season of plenty, that you can buckle down and get lean. How many of us during this fast realized, man, I could get real lean real quick? Anybody else? Like, I wish you would buy that pasta that's 89 cent more when you see the 99 cent one right there in the Target box. <laughs> I mean, like everything became, hmm, can I do it with a little less, right? So how many of us realize, man, I could get real lean right now? And that is where you know you're grasping it and you can start to be at more peace. So many, a lot of people that have gone through the financial fast, because what it does is it, it brings this level of awareness that, man, I do some miscellaneous spending for no reason, except for the fact that it's sitting in the account and I've been taught to spend everything that's sitting in there. And so in the 21-day financial fast, Michelle says that most people say that they do the fast because they don't want to be stressed about money, but they also want to have peace. Can any of us agree that we might have done the fast for some of the same reasons? I don't want to be stressed about money. And I want some peace. I want some peace. And so people wanted peace in their lives, in their marriages, and all of that is tied to your finances. Listen, money is the number one source of stress in people's lives. Statistics show it. The number one, I would have thought a cheating spouse was on the, on the list a little higher than money. And it's not, it's money is the number one source of stress. And so what does that do? That's why I don't let anyone tell you that money's not important. It is, it affects every single thing that is important to you. If you and your spouse are fighting about money 80% of the time, guess what? It affects your relationship. If you can't pay for the rent or your house payment, that affects your family. If you cannot put basic groceries in the fridge, that affects your family. So don't let anybody tell you that money's not important. And normally, only people who don't have money or are poor managers of money 
have a lot of complaints around that. But people that are really practicing good money management, they are building wealth in some aspect, they can tell you it is important and understanding it is even more important. And so there's an example of Kim and Greg about how stress can really take over and cause some problems. So two years after they got married, he lost his six-figure job and he got sick. So he had to be out of work for two years, y'all. Some of us are complaining because a spouse maybe had to be out of work or couldn't contribute as much for, let's say, one or two months. Kim dealt with it for two years. And I know for me, there's been seasons even in our life where one of us is, and, and it's just like, man, let me not fix my mouth to complain. God, fix it, Jesus. Because <laughs> two years, two years is, is deep. That's 24 months, right? That's 104 weeks. That's a long time. So I'm over here reading like, oh, snaps, Kim, you a real one, right? But this just put things into perspective where she's like, man, it was tough. They went through their emergency savings in seven months. They cashed out their retirements, which means they got penalties. Because you know with them retirement accounts, the minute you hit withdrawal, you're going to get that taxation, baby. Right? And then once that ran out, they had to max out all the credit cards. And so by the time they reached year seven of their marriage, I mean, all the hardships started at year two. That's five years of what she felt like was famine, right? Let's talk about this. And by that time, she's like, man, we're in year seven and it's a constant struggle. No matter what I do, I feel like I can't get us back to where we once were at. And how many of us feel like that? We've been in a season of famine in our finances. It might not be right now, right? But maybe sometime in your life. And you're like, I don't think we ever going to bounce back from this. We might just go ahead and go get the, the, the uh, paper mache, the cardboard box, and start drawing some windows because I don't really know. And obviously that might be extreme, but y'all know my personality is humor. So maybe you've been through some financial things where you're like, woo. If I rub these two nickels together and a couple extra pennies don't appear, we in trouble, right? I, I've been through some hard financial seasons where I'm weighing the bananas like, oh, damn. If they go over by 11 cents, I'm in trouble because I only had $19.82 in the account. And if my total is $19.98, I'm going to have to take one banana out the bunch. Like, it's real. Right. Or or anybody that grew up in a household with multiple people, but a single parent, it gets real. And so she's like, man, I didn't think I could get us back to where we were. And of course, that obviously right. This is why money is important. That obviously led to a ton of disagreements with her and her husband, because she's probably looking at him like, hey, bro, you done being sick or what? Because it's been a couple years now, sir. I'm going to need your immunity to get it together. You need some more ginger shots. It's been a long time. And so, of course, that's going to lead to disagreements. And so they turned to God, right? So they did a couple of key things that if you're struggling in your finances, I want you to listen to this part. They did a couple of three key things. They turned to the Lord, which should be your number one, right? Your source. 
they joined Prosperity Partners, which is Michelle's prosperity, like the ministry group, which means find a community, find a community, find a community. A lot of local churches offer financial classes too, but luckily enough, you know about the financial fast. You have online resources and tools. So they turned to the Lord. They joined basically their community, Prosperity Partners, and they did the 21-day financial fast. Check this out. Kim says, once we began to put the Lord and your advice into action, all kinds of amazing, wonderful things began to occur. Well, Lord, if that ain't you, it's your humble and faithful servant. I see you. I see you. Right? Anybody been reading through the fast and you're like, man, that was a whole gem. Let me go back and highlight it again. Another revelation. You guys, that is what I call winks from God. Those are what I call winks from God. Revelations, moments of awareness, heightened awareness, conviction, Holy Spirit, call it what you want. And so the small business that her husband started all of a sudden started to take off. Well, what do you know? Cause I'm being a good money manager of God's money, right? Then she got a promotion. Okay, Kim, I see you, girl. Ow. After all these years of famine, you coming into your season of plenty, girl. Let's go. Right? And they started the fast with $130,000 in debt. Somebody on here who's has a lot of debt and is probably struggling and is like, how am I going to do this? I need you to know that Kim just said, I didn't even say it. So don't believe me. I'm just the messenger. Kim started off with $130,000 in debt, her and Greg. So she had an accomplice. She had what doctor now calls an enabler. So this is who been enabling you this whole time. You guys been making bad money decisions. I'm not going to approve nothing. No. <laughs> right. So let's think of doctor now, right now saying he's not going to approve no more credit cards. He's sick of us. Right. So right now, Kim is like, man, we started with one hundred and thirty thousand and no savings, no savings. They're now debt free. Somebody in here celebrate that because somebody on here right now that got a lot of thousands of dollars in debt is about to be debt free. I'm one of them. Who else? Because we're going to work. We're going to be debt free. They're also great savers. Somebody type in that chat. I will become a great saver. Period. Look, y'all got me sweating. My hair's getting messed up because I'm excited. Because if Kim and Greg, if Kim and Greg, who God created, just like, oh, wait, oh, snap, he created me too. Dang, that means I could do it too. And uh, all they did was turn to their Lord, join a community, and do the fast. Okay, listen, y'all, we on to something. We are on to something. And so now Kim is like, man, I was so overwhelmed with my financial situation, our financial situation. And I honestly, listen, this is her. 
I honestly feel that if I had not attended the fast, the first meeting, I would still be stumbling down the path of how to put my life and my family back together. So guess what? What happened? They found financial peace. And that right there is what's priceless. That financial peace. What's up, Nancy? Hey, girl. Hey. So now we move into, okay, I'm, I'm here and I'm, and let me know who else is here and ready to fight for financial peace. Like, uh, yes, I'm no different than Kim and Greg, baby. Don't get it twisted. I'm ready to fight. I am ready to fight for financial peace. If that's you, drop it in the chat because we in this thing together till the wheels fall off. And even when the wheels fall off, we're going to all get out. We're going to put the donut on this thing and keep going. So now we move into submitting to God. And whether you have a little or you have a lot, that's not what matters. The lesson for today is do not let your heart be troubled when it comes to your financial situation. Instead, start to take some action. Start to take some action to make things better and see how God is going to just make his word more aware and prove it to you. Not that he has anything to prove because we know his word holds true. But when you take action, this is why people, they'll be praying like, God, please send me an opportunity, right? And God is like sending you all, everything that you might need. He's just not sending you an email or a text message saying, hey, my humble and faithful servant, this is your dear Lord God. Right now I'm putting on my brown sandals, but I needed you to know that that opportunity you stumbled upon is the one that I've sent you. No, he's not about to send you a voice note in your phone. And some of us are like, I'm just going to keep praying about it, girl. You've been praying for five years. He didn't gave you 38 smoke signals and you still waiting for him to send the truck that the smoke signal came from. What? Some of us just need to take action, get into action that aligns with God's word. Who here is ready? Like, shoot, I'm ready to take some action, baby. I am. I don't care what it takes. I don't care how late I got to stay up, how early I got to wake up. I don't care who disses me for what they think I'm doing. I don't care who thinks bad about me because I don't want to go to lunches with them. I don't care. Because I'm getting into action so that I can see God become more aware to me. So that I can see his word being proven true. Because I know it's there. I don't doubt it, but I got to do some work. And some of us are sitting back right now waiting for things to just magically happen. And he's like, no, baby, I need, I need you to do some work. I worked hard and then I got crucified on top of that. And I paid it all, but you're not willing to wake up an hour earlier. I paid it all, but you're not willing to stay up an hour later. I paid it all, but you're not willing to put the carbs down. I paid it all, but you're not willing to not use the credit card. Y'all, we got to do better. We got to take action. And that's a lesson that Job learned. Because if you know Job's story, you know that he remained steadfast in his faith no matter what happened. Yo, Job was resilient. For real, for real. At one point, his friend, his own friend, argued that Job's suffering was brought on to him because of something that he had done wrong. 
And of course, we know that that's not true. Still, part of what Eliphaz says about Job has merit. Part of it is part of it has merit. And it's this that Job 22, 21 says, submit to God and be at peace with him. In this way, prosperity will come to you. So Job was like, what's up? What's up? Any trial, what's up? Any tribulation, what's up? Why? Because I know that I, if I just submit to my source, that I'm going to be at peace with him. I didn't say be at peace with the world. I didn't say be at peace with my ex. I didn't say be at peace with my spouse even. I didn't say be at peace with everybody on social media so they could like me. I didn't say be at peace with my friend that I told I can't go to the club. I didn't say be at peace with any of them. Job said, I'm going to be at peace with my God because I understand that he is going to bring me peace in him, not in you. I ain't worried about you. I love you, brother, sister, but I'm not worried about you. And watch how God's prosperity will be brought to you. And so right now you might be like, girl, but you don't even know my finances are trifling. I get it. We've all been there. Hey, when I was 18, I was the overdraft queen. Okay, you hear me? Like, I knew all the tricks. And this is just me being transparent with y'all. I don't got to hide nothing on here. Because I feel like if I could just tell my true story of where God took me from, where he has me right now, where he needs me to go to help more people, I'm not afraid to say that. I'll say it in front of any, anybody. Because again, through any trial, through any tribulation, like Job 22 says, I'm, I'm concerned about being at peace in my God, not with my neighbor who thinks that I was a trifling 18-year-old, period. I don't care, right? And it's not that I don't care about people, but can I be real that my story and how far God has brought me and how far he's going to keep bringing you, that story needs to be more important than what anyone else thinks about who you used to be. Or we talked about labels or whatever label they still want your box to say when it's like, nah, we went through some rebranding, baby. So what's up? And so when I was 18, y'all knew all the tricks, all the tricks and still lost the game because the bank won. <laughs> For real. But that that's the piece about, yo, your life your financial life may feel like it's a wreck, like it's, it's broken down. Whew, we lost the batteries. We can't even charge this thing up. I don't even know. But understand that with your faith, right? With that faith and you taking action, boy, God will restore anything in your life. He can and he will. But one, you got to have faith. You got to trust him. And you have to do some work. I don't know if anybody told you that because there's a lot of people on the internet right now saying you don't got to do work. But you got to do some work. And this financial fast right here, hopefully it has even brought you some serenity to know that, dang, if these people did it, why not me? Some of us are asking the wrong question. Can we agree that some of us on here have been in situations where we're like, why me? God, why me? That's the wrong question. The right question is, why not me? Why can't I get up? Why can't I learn this skill? 
Why can't I get good at saving money? Why can't I learn how to become an investor? So maybe right now your issue is not that God has left you because he never has and he won't. But maybe your issue is you're asking the wrong question. You're asking the wrong question from the person that God wants you to leave behind. Who you used to be. Who you used to be is why me, God, why me? Why is this happening to me? And who God needs you to rise up like a phoenix to be is why not me? I'm going to be a Job. I'm going to say no matter what, until and despite, why not me? Kim and Greg are no different than me and you. Michelle Singletary, no different than me and you. She was exposed to information earlier than we were, but you're here now. What are you going to do with it? And the more that you will get closer to finding financial freedom, the more you're taking this action, the more you're even sharing with people what you've learned. If you handle your money well, you already know what's coming. But if we keep mishandling money, why do why are we surprised when stuff's not coming? Why are we surprised when things feel so extremely delayed? It really only been seven weeks, but to you, it feels like seven years. And so following God's financial roadmap for your life is going to take you to a straight place of peace. Why do you think so often it's saying like it's said or saying even in a lot of worship songs, he's the prince of peace. And so I need some of us, some of you to start asking the right questions as the person you are becoming, right? Think, do, and be. Start asking yourself the question as the person you're becoming. It's all about the process. It's never really about the result. The result is just uh, what comes from the process. And so if you know that God promises financial peace, it's time for you to put in the work. It's time for you to ask the right questions and say, you know what, God, after this financial fast, dang, 17 days, why not me? Why can't I be one of those testimonials in the book that we're going to write in 10 years about how we did this? We got to call it something else, though. I don't think Michelle Singletary would be happy about that. (laughs) But why can't we be the testimonials on the pages coming? See, some of us are asking the wrong question. Some of us keep saying, why is this happening to me? Why am I going through all this? Well, maybe if you start to ask now, why not me? The reason you went through all that is because you you had to come to the 21-day financial fast to start getting your life right, to start to take some action so that you could be the next person on one of those pages with your permission. Y'all feel me? Who's with me? Because I'm like, look, after this, I'm not even sleeping no more. So let's move into the daily assignment. So the daily assignment is to make a list of all your money worries. What are the financial issues that are robbing you of your peace? You want to know how to identify these? What keeps you up? What keeps you up at night? What keeps you wondering on your lunch breaks? What keeps you wondering when someone offers to go somewhere and you, and you don't go? Not because you chose not to go, 
but because you're really like, nah, I can't swing that one. I ain't 18 no more. I can't be the reckless overdrawing queen, okay? What, what keeps you up? What are those things that you don't ever want to tell people, but you know, man, I can't be the only one. That's how you identify some of those things. Is it about not having enough money for retirement? Not enough people even think about that. They're just thinking about making it till next Thursday. So pick one thing from your list, y'all, tonight. Like, don't wait to do this assignment. I'm telling you what it is right now. Pick one of the things from that list and pray about it tonight. Ask God to show you a way to experience tranquility regarding that issue. After you pray, do some research. Do the research in the morning. Don't be researching right now. But after you pray, do some research to determine how you can resolve the concern that you chose. For example, if your worry is not having enough money for retirement, go online to the website that she gives you at the, at the end of day 17 and go look at the ballpark retirement cal calculator and see what's the ballpark figure of what you would need to retire. Don't be intimidated by the questions. It's worth taking the time to complete so that you can know if you're saving enough. And if you're not, that just means what can we do to get a little more aggressive as time goes by? right? If you find out your way off, don't panic. Remember, keep following the principles. He's going to make a way. But you have to become the good money manager that he's calling you to be. And so another example might be maybe what keeps you up is, man, how can I stop having to make, you know, payment arrangements to pay half of my bill on this day and then half the other half next month, whatever your truth might be. And really, it's just a temporary truth. It's not a fact. It's just a temporary uh, situation, not a fact. But maybe if that's what's keeping you up, maybe you start to research, how can I create an extra $200 a month from home? What, you know, what's a, something that you're good at? Do you, are you a good person at crafting? Can you start an Etsy store online? Um, Think about your talents. Do you know how to do nails? Do you know how to do hair? And start to say, you know what? Okay, if that's what's keeping me up, I could do, you know, three people's hair the month of November, and that gives me an extra cushion of 150 bucks. Whatever that looks like, I don't know. But the whole point is don't panic. Pray about it. But, but you see what Michelle says right after praying about it? Go do research and take action. Prayer by itself is not enough. We have to be taking action. And so what if it doesn't work out the way that you think it is? You had to go through that thing so that he could take you to what really is going to help you go there. But you will know if you don't ever try. And so I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Man, day 17 was so powerful. Though it was short, it was really, really deep. And so as always, I just want to open this up for questions, maybe some feedback. Um, and just let me know, how are you guys feeling? We literally have four days to go in this financial fast. I can't even believe it. Like it flew by, but there was so much revelation. There was some hard moments. Don't get me wrong. But the truth is, man, it, it's been an incredible ride. So let me know. I'm going to open this up. Do you guys have any questions? Do you have any feedback that you want to add in? I'm going to give you guys back the rest of your evening. I really wanted to keep this under an hour for sure, for sure. And so, yes, action does cure everything. Ace, remember that in anything that you do. And so um, I'm going to culinary dropout as soon as the fast is over. Girl, save me and Shelly some of that chicken and mashed potatoes. <laughs>
That was good. Man, so good. That monkey bread, quit playing. Stop. Um, so any questions, feedback that you guys want to add? One thing that I want to encourage you of is if you found a gem or something really hit for you, share it on your social media and say, wow, you guys, if you've never done a 21 day financial fast, here's something that I learned. I think you guys should really pick up this book. You don't get paid from Amazon to sell this book, but this could change the trajectory of someone's life for real. So go on and share something positive with them that you've learned from this. One little seed is all it takes. And all it takes is some is an action taker to water it and be like, you know what? I'm going to go get the 21 Day Financial Fast book. Let me see what that's about. Let me read it this month since I got the reading bug right now. And so there's so much that you can just give to someone else by planting a small seed. And if they decide to water it, that could lead into something in incredible. Think about this. Randy and Wanda Webb planted this seed in my life in December of 2020. And here we are as a group doing the same exact fast, not in the same exact way, but because they planted a seed that I chose to water, now we're here. And same thing for you. Because you've done this, think about the seeds you plant in your children's life. And so just share it with someone. That's all I ask of you guys. Um, but I will let 